So again, Jesus is addressing us in parables. And he wants to use the parables to accustom you and I to the kingdom of God. Notice how he often starts his parables. The kingdom of God or heaven is like. And this is so important as part of God's love for us. As his disciples, how he tries to orient us into the ways of his kingdom. Maybe there was a time when we were part of the kingdom of the world, but by our baptism we have been made citizens of the kingdom of God. And we need to learn how to live in the ways of the kingdom. Because as we find, they are often very different than the way of the world. What I love about this parable is the reminder that we were made for celebration. We were made for joy that everything that God has done for our salvation, when Jesus wedded himself to our human nature by his passion, his death, his resurrection, the pouring of the Spirit, the culmination of everything that Jesus is doing now in your life and mine is going to culminate in this heavenly wedding banquet. And notice he chooses an example that we put pretty high on our celebration list, a wedding banquet. I mean, this is high on our celebrations of joy. I mean, the food is amazing. The wine and the Kool-Aid are second to none. And then we get to share this with family and friends where there's deep love and affection at least most of the time. And then multiply that by infinity and you'll get a sense of what heaven, this banquet will be like. And so we have to scratch our heads in this parable when those who were invited to such a banquet, they ignored the invitation. Many refused to come. How is this even possible? One of the areas of our Christian life where we all need to be discipled is how to live our Christian life in this world without losing our love and our taste for God and our longing for heaven. I can just imagine some of you young families out there, Father, just live one day with our family and you will long for heaven. 
How do we live in this world without becoming of the world to be infected? Because remember Jesus said, the world is under the power of the evil one. And what do we often see in the world around us? Sensuality, materialism, selfish indifference, and the idolization of all the things in this world. It's amazing how something can become an idol that pushes God out of our life where there's no relationship at all. And perhaps the most common idolization that we can be infected by from the world is the idolization of our will, where I basically say something like this. This is the American spirit. My identity and my life is mine. And no one else has a claim on my life. Sometimes people go as far as saying, not even God. We grasp, we cling to the things of this world, and we pretty much control everything, and there's no space for God. My friends, God never shuts anyone out of his kingdom. It is we ourselves, and this is very sobering to think, it is we ourselves that shut ourselves out by shutting God out of our lives. That's what happens. And so, we need to be discipled God, how do I live in this world and not be tainted by it, not go the way of the world? I remember when the Lord was discipling my own heart in this very area. I was reading the Gospel of John, and it says in there that Jesus knew that he came from the Father and that he was going to the Father. And I had never looked at my life that way, to know that my life is is fully seen in the most clear light is I have come from God and I am going to God. And the part in between is to live for God. We are pilgrims on a journey. And the things that we cling to and sometimes become attached to, we have to remember we cannot take any of this with us. None of it can we take with us on the day that we die. And then Jesus said twice in the prayer at the Last Supper, and this deeply moved me, he said twice, Father, I'm coming to you. Father, I'm coming to you. And there was such an enthusiastic joy that thrilled upward in his being. 
to live in this life without losing our longing for God. And I was so deeply touched that Jesus wanted to put that same sentiment in my heart. And so that that week after that, as I was doing the dishes, Father, I'm coming to you. As I was working in the yard, Father, I'm coming to you. Doing the laundry, which I hate doing, Father, I'm coming to you. When we have a longing for heaven, it changes the way we live right now and makes everything lighter. We walk lightly through this world like our ancestors who were nomads. They didn't pound their tent pegs very deeply because they knew they were gonna have to pull them out and move camp and then settle in again and then pick up and move. We don't cling to this world. We cling to Jesus. That's what we do. In whom is our salvation. Now there's a detail that I want to end with in this parable. And I know you heard it, as did I. And maybe when you heard it, a certain thought crossed your minds. What about this wedding garment? A man came in, he was invited, but he missed a step in actually entering the wedding hall. He did not have the proper wedding garment. And he was cast out. And I bet you, like me, a thought crossed your head, Lord, I do not want to be that man. When I die and come into the presence of God, I want to have the right wedding garment. And so what is it? What is this wedding garment? My friends, did you know that you came in here this morning with that wedding garment on? That you're already wearing it? And we receive this wedding garment when? When we were baptized. We have a little squeaker right up front here, little Luke, who's gonna be baptized after this mass. And that white garment that he now wears is a sign of something. Let's listen to the prayer in the baptismal rite for children. This is after they've been baptized. Here it is. And I'll use Luke's name. Luke, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself with Christ. May this white garment be a sign to you of your new inner Christian dignity. Now please listen to this next part. With your family and friends to help you by word and example, bring this dignity, this garment, unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. Every one of us received this garment in our baptism. But then it says, bring it unstained. 
All right, we got a problem here in River City. My friends, as we live in this world, we struggle with sin, don't we? Sometimes, even though we don't want to, we can stain our baptismal garment, spiritually speaking, falling into sin. What remedy has God provided if that happens to us? Do you remember the vision of John of heaven in the book of Revelation? He saw this vast multitude of people and he noticed they all had white garments. And the question was this, who are these people and how did their garments become white? And what was the answer? They have been made white in the blood of the Lamb. This reminds us that whenever we are dealing with sin in our life, not to delay the moment of repentance so that that stain or that tear in our garment can be redeemed, it can be healed and restored to its whiteness. And especially if we are dealing with serious sin, we can repent at any moment of the day if we are falling. But if we are dealing with something serious or some, some patterns of deeply rooted sin in our life, what has God provided for us? The good news continues. I'm gonna read this quote from St. Catherine of Siena's dialogue. And this is God speaking to her. Knowing the weaknesses and fragility of human beings through which they fall into sin, it was necessary to leave a continual baptism of blood. My divine charity has provided this in the sacrament of holy confession, where the soul receiving this baptism of blood with sorrow of heart confesses when able to my minister the priest who holds the keys of the blood and sprinkles it upon the soul in the prayer of absolution. Amen. God has provided a remedy. You and I will never have to stand before God without the proper wedding garment. We have access to the blood of Jesus, which is better than any cleaners or detergent can make that garment white. So my friends, let us not delay the moment of repentance, especially when we are feeling deep down, gosh, I need to go to confession. It's been a while, I'm kind of stuck in various things. I gotta get to confession. Let's not delay that because God wants us at 
the wedding feast of his son, to be with him eternally in that exuberant eternal joy. And this is what we want. And God is showing us the way. So let's walk lightly in this world, keeping our hearts set on the things above. Let us hope and long for heaven, and let us take care of our baptismal garments. Amen.